There is a moment, sometimes subtle, sometimes jarring, but usually unexpected moment when illusions are stripped away and the reality that our life is going the wrong direction gets into our heads and inside our soul. This moment has such impact that we stop making excuses, we stop listening to the wrong people, and maybe for the first time, have the courage to rise above our circumstances. I call this the change effect. The question is, how does it happen? My name is Michael Dean Gold. My students call me Mr. G. I'm an instructor in juvenile court schools where teenagers wind up when they get tangled in the system. My mission is to end the cycle these kids are stuck in, but I know they won't get there unless they have their own change effect. First thing is let's make sure we're on the same page. It's effect with an A, not effect with an E. Why is that? Effect with an E, that is what takes place after something happens, kind of like the results that play out next. Effect with an A, that is the moment something happens and reaches into us mentally, emotionally, or physically in the moment. For this show, that moment is like a plot twist that'll send a life in a different direction, and it can happen more than once in a lifetime. For the people who've had it, Every story is different and they can be frightening, simple, funny, endearing, or impossible stories and we're going to hear them all. I'll start with one of mine. Hello. Testing. Hello. That's my class. It's a career technical education program focused on audio production and podcasting. This week we worked on sound effects. I don't call them students, I call them team members because I'm trying to get ideas into their heads that transcend our school or the street. I'll come back to that and my teams later, but these teenagers, some of them remind me of myself. I'm not going to tell you my whole story because it would take too long, so I'll bring you to the day my mom tried to kill herself. We lived in Southern California, I was 17, rebellious, never had a dad, doing all the things a 17-year-old really shouldn't be doing. My mom was in her late 40s, disabled from an aneurysm, and struggling to hold on to what was left of our family. But it all became way too much, so she swallowed that handful of pills. I needed a place to live. My best friend's family, the Tierneys, they took me in and they said I could live with them until I graduated high school, which was about a year. An uncle of mine who lived in LA sent the Tierneys a small amount of money every month while I was there, but I didn't even know that until decades later. In the year I lived with them, I took everything the Tierneys did for me, but I broke their rules, I crashed one of their cars, and basically I drove them to the point where they almost threw me out. Almost. Well, graduation came, I moved out, and within two years, I had dropped out of junior college, I was broke, I was sharing a dingy apartment with some buddies, I rode a beat-up motorcycle, I did drugs, but mostly I drank a lot, I had a crummy job working graveyard at a gas station, I couldn't really pay for food or my share of the rent, I didn't have a girlfriend, I couldn't blame them for not wanting to be around me. And then, that motorcycle broke down and I couldn't fix it. At just 19, I was a dismal failure. My dreams were gone and my life was just getting worse. I sat alone in that dark gas station in the middle of the night, just watching my life tick away. 
It's a little hazy now, so long ago, but when I think about that moment and I see that troubled 19-year-old, I can't explain why I even had the thought. But something inside me affected me in the moment, and I realized I had to get out of there. If I didn't, I was going to continue spiraling down into the gutter, and honestly, I probably wasn't too far away from it as it was. That night, I made a decision that would require me to leave the best friends I'd ever had and the only place I'd ever called my home. I picked up the phone and called one of the men who rescued me when I was 17, my uncle who lived a couple hours up the freeway in LA, and I asked, can you help me get out of here? He rented a truck and came and got me. I left my roommates a note and all the money I had, about 120 bucks. Most of my few possessions were junk, so I threw half of it in a dumpster. I got in that truck really not even knowing what I was doing. This awareness that I needed to do something radically different came from somewhere. But in the moment at that gas station, I wasn't thinking about that. Only now can I say with absolute certainty why it happened. Those seeds were planted when I was 17, two years before, right after my mom swallowed those pills. Mr. Tierney, my friend's dad, he was a tough retired marine with jet black hair and a scar on his forearm he got fighting in Korea. When I was living with them, once in the dim light of that quiet living room, we were talking and he said to me, think big, my gold, think big. But he said it like it meant everything and it really stuck with me. And then there was my uncle, Daryl Williams, a scrappy World War II veteran who had ripped abs before they were called a six-pack, and was the finest example I've ever seen of the men who built this country after the war. He was a generous, kind soul who hated drawing attention to himself. Over time, I learned how much he had helped everyone in his family, not just me, but everyone. And all he ever said was, I did what needed to be done. There was one more man who told me something that I missed at the time when I was 17. He was Terry Hennigan, my football coach my senior year when I was living with the Tierneys. He knew what was going on in my life. One Friday night before we went onto the field to play against a team that was supposed to crush us, he gathered us all around in the locker room and in an explosion of inspiration, he told us if we felt weak, if we felt tired, if we felt like we couldn't give anymore, then reach down inside ourselves and find it. Reach down and give a little more, fight a little harder, reach down and help our teammates reach down. And then he looked right at me with those blazing strong eyes and he yelled, I know Mike Gold will be reaching down. Thank you. 
I completely missed it at the moment, but what he was saying was he believed in me. He believed I could rise above my circumstances. And so these were the seeds. Think big. Do what needs to be done. Reach down. The influence of these men lay dormant for two years. And then my change effect happened in that dark gas station in the middle of the night. I finally had the courage to make that call. I consider myself lucky. It only took two years for what these men did to reach into my mind and my heart. For others, their change effect happens differently. Their stories are in the episodes that follow. The Change Effect is a Hidden City Podcast Network production. Credits for all the music in Episode 1 can be found in the show description of the platform you're listening on. Until next time, what or who reached into your soul and caused your own change effect? Change Effect